BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley, you ain't been. Hello, everybody, and welcome to. And per Jake's request, we decided to go with Old Town Road for the intro song. Jake, are you happy? I am. It kind of goes with my uh, my whole theme for the episode, pretty much. All right, so that is Jacob Middleton down in the States. And joining us over in uh, Pickering is Austin Owens. Austin, welcome to 2020. How's it goes it? Oh, yeah. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Bustling metropolis. Listen, pick Ontario. What's happening, boys? Happy New Year. Oh yeah. Well, we've been we've taken a little bit. We took a little bit of a break to end 2019, so we're coming in fresh. We're coming in hot because guess what? The Toronto Maple Leafs, they're red hot. They are scalding hot. They open the year with arguably one of those games where. It could have gone ugly, and they they flipped. It was like flipping switches. First period, pretty good. Second period, not good. But then they salvaged it with uh, with a couple of interesting goals. And then in the third period, that one, that third period, I think was one of their better when holding a lead. Um, even though they won the game five three, I think this was one of their this was a, th- a little bit of a statement game in my mind. What do you guys? They won six three, by the way. Yeah, they did win six three. Um, they had, I think, what? Uh, just one goal in the third. How many goals did they score in the third? They won. Yeah, just the one. So a big, a big win. 
So now under Sheldon Keefe, they are 14-4-1. And an interesting stat from, I think Sportsnet Stats put this out. Toronto has scored four or more goals in nine consecutive games for the first time since February 1993. I think that encapsulates everything that's been going on with the Leafs for the past month and a bit. Don't you think, guys? Yeah, no, I mean, they just, it's incredible what happens when you ride your horses. Like I said in the, in the intro, they are just riding their best players. I don't know why they did not do that for, what was it, four years that that jackass was here. Oh, <laughs> loves, loves playing our fucking fourth line. But, I mean, look at the stat sheet. Look at the points that their top players are putting up. Like, look at Nylander and Tavares. Since they've been put on the same line, they're like, they're on, like, Dreisaitl, McDavid paces. They got, like, two points a game over the last six games. It's ridiculous. I think I think what's incredible here is not only the the scoring, but as you mentioned, Jake, all of a sudden now John Tavares and William Nylander appears to be a better line together with Kerfoot on that left wing than you know Marner. I mean Martin Tavares was really good last year, but now you have two lines that are a legit scoring threat every night. No, they're they're two two of the best lines in the entire league. Like they're two legit elite number one lines. Yeah. Like imagine that in playoffs. Like people were talking about how the Bruins like had trouble or or the Leafs have trouble with the Bruins. Last playoffs, I mean, the Bruins had trouble with the Leafs. I mean, you could tell. Um, I know Kadri got suspended, but there were times where in the game the Leafs were just skating circles around them. And it just looks like they you got these first lines, guys like Matthews and Tavares. They're going against second pairings, and they are eating them alive. I mean, I think it was was it the was it the second second Nylander goal where they just had that like oh. ten second spree of yeah. like fifteen <laughs> passes, and it was like tic tac tic tac tic tac toe. And it just went in. It was perfect. That I mean, like, like how are you going to stop that? Imagine handling that. Like, how are you as a coaching staff going to be like, okay, we got to, sh- we got to put our best line on to shut down this line. Oh shit! Now we got a second line where we got to do that. Like, you're you know fucked. how you stop it, Jacob? Brian Burke gave you the blueprint in the pregame. Yeah, you just you just this. hit them. You hit you them. You punch place... them in the face. You two hand yeah. them. You give them ten power plays, and they score nine. He's a fucking idiot. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to hear his voice. Because he, no, he's, he's a moron. William Nylander is a European who won't go to the middle, Jake. He doesn't throw hits. He's not good. The thing is, like, you watch, the, the sad part games. is you you watch you watch Nylander's goals. I don't think I feel like I haven't seen one goal that's not within the paint. Like yeah, everything he's done is in the home plate area. Both yeah. of his goals tonight were in, pretty much in the home plate area too. I mean, yeah. one was might have been right below it because it was side of the net, but I'll st- I'm going to count it. I mean, and the first one was he was right in the slot. Like I don't know. It's just it's just these, was in the it's just these these old idiots who have these stupid opinions from like the fucking '90s. Like shit hasn't changed in a while. It, it doesn't make any sense. And like I didn't I I uh, was watching just the TSN feed, but 
because um, I don't, unfortunately, I only get the the games during the feeds during the games. But I mean, I just can't imagine some of the dribble this guy's been talking about. It's funny because he probably, if he was a GM of another team, probably would have given up two firsts, a second, and more picks to get a player like Nylander. Like I, I, I'm like I've always said, I'm usually very moderate. Whatever I grade players, like there's shit he does that pisses me off. But like, I, I don't care. I don't look at him and say, "Oh man, he's not he's not shutting down the he's not shutting down the first line defensively." He's not uh, getting in and cross-checking a guy. It's like that's not his role. Like if you have these expectations for someone, it's not going to work. Like if you look at a five-foot-five white guy and you say, "Why isn't he dunking like LeBron James?" That's your fault. Like that's all on you, man. That's your expectations. Change them. But he only played four minutes of good hockey the other night, Jake. I mean, if you're playing, I don't give a shit if he plays four seconds of good hockey. If he puts up three points a night, he can play three seconds a night. Like it, it's just idiotic takes oh. of these people that are just getting slammed. Like, I, I, like I've been wrong before. Nothing is worse than being wrong and maintaining you're not wrong when you're wrong. Doubling down when you're doubling so down, clearly doubling down when you're so clearly wrong. It's absurd. And they'll just be like, well, I have an opinion. You got to stick with it, which is the natural thing people do nowadays. Like, it fucking means anything. Today's society, people have opinions and they stand by them. Like, I thought Lamar Jackson was terrible. I thought he couldn't throw the ball. I never thought he'd be good. He's the MVP of the league. He's an amazing football player. I was wrong. He is unbelievable. Look at that. I just said I was wrong. I'm an idiot, and he's very good. I love watching Lamar Jackson now. It's just like if you have such a closed-minded opinion of something where you're never going to change, I mean, it's at the, at this point, we just have to continue to mock those people for having such dumb opinions, and that's what I'm continuing to do. That's why every time I score, I always just go back and check, and I'm just like, ha, 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 yeah. fuck you. That's the best part is – We've talked so, and I love, by the way, not being the most heated person in this conversation about William Nylander for once. <laughs> it just gets, it just gets so annoying. Like Jake's it's reached so the breaking lazy, point, man. It just you've pisses joined, me off. Like, it's so annoying. Like I always, I used to look at it when he was playing like shit last year, and people were like, "Well, he's not been that bad. His underlying numbers show he's been unlucky." It's like, nah, he sucked. He yeah. sucked yeah, he did last not play year. Well. And, and he, he put it on himself. He said he was terrible. And he said he was going to come back and dominate, and he has. I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I still don't get how people are complaining when they've won, what? They're, what, 14-3-1 they're and one or something like that? 14-4-1? They are dummying teams. They are literally just said to the Winnipeg Jets, Connor Hellebuck, the best goalie in the West, you are trash. We are going to put up a touchdown on your head. And they did. And they did that to every other team. I hope if they beat the shit out of the Islanders, I might have a cardiac arrest. I'll be so happy. <laughs> that's the that's the last one. That's this like the last, the, no, the that, that's the, that's the Infinity Stone from from Thanos and the Avengers. Put in the event, like kick the shit oh, out of the Islanders. I got you. That's that. You. Then it's just then I'm complete. I'll just be like full power. <laughs> oh, the, the Photoshop's coming. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So, so a couple of things here. No, I, I think you're right, Jake. I think William Nylander has been playing, I think, his best hockey as a Toronto Maple Leaf since so Sheldon Keith. To, to be honest, to be honest, I look at all four of the Leafs' best players, Marner and Nylander, Tavares, 
Matthews, I think all four of them are playing the best they've ever played. Best I've ever seen them play. Yeah. Matthews Matthews could have had three or four goals tonight. He hit the he hit the post three times, I think, and had a bunch of chances that he just missed. I thought he was dominant. I mean, Tavares, he's been unbelievable since he came back from injury. He's been amazing. Uh, Marner, I mean, as you guys know, I was pretty pissed during uh, those negotiations that he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think he was being realistic, but I don't give a shit. It's signed. It's done. I can't. It, they can't change it. That's no. the thing people don't understand. You can't go be like, oh, we rip it up. We're going to do another one. Doesn't work like that. You can't do that. You can't restructure. This is in the NFL. So I'm I'm just backing a player. I didn't like his game early on. I didn't like it in the playoffs last year. But he's playing great, and I'm giving him credit. He still can't shoot, but who cares? He's got, like, what, 25 assists or something like that? Well, you're asking he's... me to look up stats right now. But go <laughs> well, oh, you want stats I, guy? I, I figured you had him offhand, but I guess not. <laughs> well, I had I had Will and Neil under stats, and you turned to Mitch. I'm just like, crap, he's turning directly. Well, yeah, Jake's pivoting. Um, Nylander's got eight goals in the last seven games, and I think he's – did he have an assist tonight? He's got he's got almost 40 points. He does. He's had two and one. Yeah, so he's got eight goals, seven assists in his last six games or seven games then? Well, I got even some better stats here for Nylander. Uh, that will... What's his pace now? It's over 70 at this point because of the it's three It's got to be 72. He's at, four, he's at 40, 39 points. And, yeah, he, that's almost point per game there at 41 games. He's got to be like 75. <laughs> So I don't that's know. Just, that's just offhand. I don't know. How, I don't know how regularly NHL.com updates their stats um, when it comes to current players, but well, it's it's the thing Jake was saying with Nylander, and we're gonna keep going back to it because we're all we're all big Nylander guys, I would say in here. Um, I wouldn't even we, say that. I wouldn't say I'm no. a guy. I, I'm just I'm just somebody. When I see someone I'm, doing well. Not. Yeah, I'm not an asshole. I'm not somebody who's just like, well, uh, what is one flaw he's had thus far? Well, he he did have a bad turnover. It's like, fuck, look at look at James Neal. He's got 20 goals. He's a minus 25. How's that possible? This team was this team number one in the league like a month ago. Like a month we ago, need to man. we like, need to I'm get not, an Edmonton Oilers. No, no, oh, that's another thing. Imagine. Go over across the country. Look at the Oilers. They are fucking killing them. They're stupid beat reporters are blaming McDavid and Dreisaitl. These dudes have 150 points between them. Without them, they'd have fucking 10 points as a team. Yeah. Like, uh, I, like I <laughs> are can't, they, I are can't they playing imagine. together right now? Uh, they have. If they're not, they're stupid. Like people say, they should break them up. You are a fucking idiot if you break them up. It's it's the thing I always I. I'm a big fan of Leon Dreisaitl and his game, but he's for me, got to prove himself without McDavid. For me, no, I don't give a shit. He's unbelievable. He's, he's a winger. He's a winger, though. Don't tell me he's a center because he's not. Yeah, I, I was thing. a center. I was a center until I started playing wing because I was not good enough defensively. Neither is Leon Dreisaitl. He's a guy that likes to get up and go. I don't blame him. If I could score 130 points, if I could score 55 goals in the NHL, I would give zero fucks about defense. Nor should you. That should 105 points and I'm making eight million dollars a year in the show. I don't want to play defense. No, get it. I I mean, it's not. It's not that I don't want to, but like, don't ask me to be like fucking. I'm not going to be Patrice Bergeron. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Like, you're not paying me to win draws and and to track back and block shots. It's just not his game. 
I mean that that's another thing. I think that's just like a like a problem with fans of the league. Like they're expecting players to have impacts like LeBron James's or Kawhi Leonard's or Kevin Durant's. Like this isn't this isn't basketball. You can't have someone control the ball fifty percent of the time. That's just not that's not the way the game's played. You run four lines deep, it's impossible to play forty eight minutes. I mean, the dude in basketball scoring forty to fifty percent of the team's points is run of the mill, pretty much. I mean, look at look For at guys like, look, at, look at like LeBron James. Like he he's averaging like tw- he's like thirty five. He's averaging twenty six and eleven. Like that's probably James 50, Harden averaged like thirty five points this year. He's averaging thirty eight. I think so he contributes about 50, un- fifty points a game, which is unbelievable. That's about half of their team's offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, like, that is legitimately to 40%. what the Oilers two. Are doing they're they are doing NBA style of stuff where they have two players legitimately carrying a shithole team to the playoffs. They're I don't think they're in the playoffs right now. I know they just somehow lost to freaking Buffalo. Yeah, but the fact they have points in the 40s is nothing short of incredible. And if they don't get one of them doesn't get the MVP, that's a joke. Then just call it. Then just no 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 no. I don't care if they make the playoffs. Just call it the must-make-the-playoffs award then. Yeah, Because exactly. there's nobody more valuable than them. You take them out, they're the worst team to ever exist. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you take the them rest- out, and their first line's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zach Cassian, and Gaten Haas. So here, this is this is where I was going to get at. I'm going to – I got the lines that, right. Here's a, here's a question. What do you think the gap is between second on the team in points and third? I'm going to say it's 30 points. I might say 35. At one point when McDavid and Drysaddle were at like 38, 40 points, Zach Cassian was at like 15, and he was the third scorer or something. I think, it's, I think it's 35 points. Well, now you're asking me to do more looking. Yeah, uh, more st- Dave Stats Guy. Let's go. Yeah, come on. What I'm like doing? listening to you two. Just... I'm, playing, I'm playing video games and arguing about sports simultaneously. It's your job on stats today. Yeah, exactly. All right, so. Oh, oh my god. Oh, goodness. my God. So I got it. Yeah, I got, I got it here, too. Take you're going to laugh. Take a guess almost what it is. 40 points it's it like is 35 points. points is it new to the third score no, no it's james neal he's got like fucking oh because of the goals yeah he's he's going for the what is it the fucking he's cy going for the masters no the cy young Cy Young. Oh, yeah. Most, yeah. Because he's most nice. goals, goals with, with no assists. Assist. Yeah, yeah, he's got like 19 and like six or something. Well, Lainey's gotten eight. that the last couple of years. He's had like 40 goals and six assists. He's also in the running to win the Masters, too. He's was like it? minus 23. Just, uh, during the broadcast today, somebody said Lainey's got 24 assists already. Good for him. I mean. That's his career high by about, by about 23 assists. They look like a team in shambles, though. They... How many, sco- how many scoring chances do you think they allowed? I think they allowed around 20. I think, I feel like every shot the Leafs had was a great save or a great chance to score a goal. Yeah. They could have scored 10 tonight. I honestly didn't watch too – like, at points I was watching full on, but at other points I was just sort of tuning in. It seemed to me like the entire game the Leafs were in their zone and somehow they were out shooting in 3-1. to one. Yeah. yeah, I mean I the, guy it was score, the guy that did uh, shot effects, he needs to lay off the the freaking legal weed, I guess that's out there because it was ridiculous. So it's like they there's no way they had fifty shots. There is no way. Liney almost had a fifth of them on his own. He had like fifteen tonight. 
15. Like the NHL record is like 17. Here, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pull it up. He had 11 at one point in the game. I don't oh know what he finished God. with. Maybe shot attempts. He scored with no he way. With the goal. No way. He had 15 shots on net. Okay, that's un- that's unbelievable. That's basically a shot every shift. So there's a couple of things I'm gonna bring up here, because I I think Jake's been doing a lot of talking. I have. <laughs> Dave but, has been very quiet. You can take the reins here. So Jake, you want to guess how many shots on goal Patrick Laine finished the night with? Didn't you just say 15? Okay, I was off by a couple. No way. What did he have? Low yeah, 13. 15? Yeah, 13. Oh, 13. Okay, thank God. But, okay, you look. 13 shots on goal. The next closest was Kyle Connor with five. Yeah, I mean, 13 shots is unbelievable. Like, I, I have seen Ovechkin. I thought he sh- shot the puck, like... Remember his game against the Leafs earlier this year? I thought he yeah. shot the puck 70 times. He probably had 70 shot attempts and he had like he had like 11 on net. We that got... was the I, I could have sworn yeah. nobody took more shots in the history of the sport and he only had 11. So there's no freaking way he had 13. I don't know. I mean I'm just looking back here cuz I do remember that game. Uh, he had 10 against the Leafs, so yeah, it's very possible. And they played in overtime. Yeah, exactly. All right, a couple, a couple of things I wanted to bring up here. So when it comes to the Oilers, you're, you're very bang on about it's just pretty much a two-man team based on the points. Here's how the Oilers lined were tonight. This was the lineup. You had James Neal between uh, McDavid between Neal and Cassian. Which Ooh, we expect. on the first. Jeez. You had they're, just, they're literally just throwing a homeless person on the first line with them. Yeah, they're just so throwing the, literal shit at the wall. Your second like, line was Drysaitel, Nugent Hawkins, and Yamamoto, who was just called up and hasn't exactly okay. been lighting the lamp. But he's, Yamamoto, are no, you he, he was he was a pure. He was like supposed to be what Cole Caulfield is. That's how they. No. They sort of. Man, well, that's people, how he was. People like a jump, tiny guy who can shoot the puck. People jump on that Alex DeBrinket thing, acting like it's acting like this is common oh, well, yeah. now. Every every single it's not. that's no. five eight or smaller is Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, like, for every for every like Martin St. Louis, there's a Nathan Gerby. Like guys that's who a, are who could score like five Very to ten point. goals a game. Like it's just like wow, they are really small. Like, I, I don't know. Eight. I mean. Like good, luck, good luck to good luck to Cole Caulfield, but man, it is it is really hard to be that small and to be that good. It's just yeah. it doesn't happen. Like I can't. I, I'm trying to think of guys under five foot eight that I know that can score a bunch of goals. I, I think there's maybe been four in the history of the league that are under. Say, uh, he's five eleven. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say Brian Gianta. Um, yeah. Uh, Alex DeBrinket, Martin St. Louis. Those are the only ones I could think of that have scored 40 goals. Danny Barrera was over that, right? Yeah, he was like 5'10". Yeah. yeah. All right, this is the rest of the Oilers lineup. So you had Nygaard, Haas, who I'd never even heard of, and Chason. <laughs> I've, never, I've, never, I've never heard of Nygaard. I named a guy. Yeah. And then you have the fourth line of Kyra, uh, Shahan, and Archibald. Oh I forgot God. Riley Shane was on that the team. The thing is, the thing is, that's sad is Jujar Kara. I would love him on the Leafs. He's a good player. 
I don't know why he's on the fourth line. He should be on the first line, for God's sakes. He could probably do enough of a serviceable job to replace yeah. Cassian, I would think. He probably could. Yeah, and they're, isn't Cassian a free agent? Yes. Uh, he's yeah, probably he going to get like an eight he is extension a UFA. the way he's doing. And the lack of wingers they have. He's going to get like 32 <laughs> over eight. <laughs> Just, you're the best we got, Zach. Get in here. Cody well, Hudson, who? People, it's somebody, just, it's somebody just was unbelievable. Somebody was trying to make the casting connection to uh, Tom Wilson, and I almost lost no, myself. No, 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 chill, chill, no. chill. No, Tom Wilson was a first round pick. He had like seventy five points in junior. Jake, you forget that uh, Cassian. He is was a like pick he's too. like forty pounds heavier than Cassian. That's true. Cassian Tom Wilson's top like top a legit two fifty. Guy's a monster. There's no Tom Wilsons in the league. There's no. one. It's Tom Wilson. Like, <laughs> size-wise, Ryan Reeves is the closest, but Ryan Reeves yeah. can't score or even touch Ryan the Ryan Reeves no. is out there to He's not allowed to touch... punch Tom Wilson in the face. And, and I don't know. I, people sh- like, shat all over that Tom Wilson contract. I laughed when I saw it. He's a fucking good player. If he didn't have his, um, his obvious suspension issues, I'd have no problem paying that. He's just... The only thing is he's kind of like a ticking time bomb. Because yeah. everything he does, he's I've had this issue myself. If you're a guy that is over six foot three, every time you hit someone, it looks like you're elbowing him in the face because you're just that big. He's that big a guy. He's he's a legit six five, like two hundred and forty pounds. He hits everybody, it looks like he's elbowing them straight in the face. It's I mean, it's gotta be borderline impossible. I, I was the one the whole time. I didn't think that uh, Aston Reese one where he broke his jaw. I did not think that was a suspendable hit. Mm-hmm. I just thought that's a big man that's hitting someone a lot smaller than him, and he is causing serious pain to someone. We've seen a lot of that from him um, this year, especially. Uh, so <laughs> let, let's circle back here because the whole thing we brought up William Nylander. And it's funny because I'm looking at the stats here. So Sportsnet Stats has this graphic up comparing Nylander under Babcock and oh my God. Nylander under Keefe. So, please, please, I would love to hear this. So under Babcock, we'll start with the uh, the Babcock part. Uh, Is this just this season? This season, yeah. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. So in 23 games this year, Nylander had 8 goals, 17 points, 3 power play points, while averaging 18 minutes a night under Babcock. Why did he only have 3 power play points? But go on. <laughs> Under Keith, second power play back yeah, that's that's idiotic. Nineteen games under Keith, Nylander had eleven goals, has eleven goals, twenty-one <laughs> points, and seven power play points. And this is the killer part. It's unbelievable. He is averaging seventeen minutes and forty-two seconds. He is playing is that um, last time. Playing less. Le- playing less. Probably because he doesn't put him in the fucking defensive zone for defensive zone yeah. draws, like. Uh, I, I don't understand it. Like he does, he did that all the time. He's like, it's a learning experience. It's like, sometimes dudes don't got it, man. This is the funny part. Since Keith has take, taken over as head coach, how many times have we seen the second power play unit? Like never, and it's amazing. You want to know why? Because our second unit is shit compared to our first unit. Yeah, you know what's been the biggest? I think the biggest. Leafs got to have what the number one or number two power play unit since he came in. Uh, I know that right now they're currently fifth in the league, or r- roughly. They were like five. they were like thirty fifth when they had Babs. Okay, so 
I have to figure when did the when did Keith take over? Uh, he uh, took over he against took, Phoenix. Or no, yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix on November twenty or. Uh, you're in 20th. Calgary, Austin. This would be easier. Yeah, this is why I'm trying to figure out the specific day it was in Calgary. It was either the 20th or the 21st. No, no, it was against Phoenix. That was his first game. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I think I Phoenix, got it Arizona, whatever. So he took over. I'm the looking Glendale at Coyotes. Yeah, he took over November 21st against Arizona. Yes, sir. All right, so I got it here. I got it. Um, it's probably not. I think we might. Oh, 19 games. I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fourteen four and one. The Leafs do have the best power play. <laughs> probably, probably a top five penalty kill. Uh, so the power play is thirty five point seven percent. That's that's unbelievable. That's that's eighties Oilers esque. Now, unfortunately, the penalty kill is sixteenth in the league at seventy nine point five. That's fine. Once you're, if you get over a hundred percent combined, that's good. Um, it's, yes, that's I very. I think true. it's a hundred hundred or a hundred and ten percent. No, I think I think it's the I think it's the it could be the one no I think it's the hundred percent rule. So just to give you a a hit, so now the Leafs power play is fifth in the league at twenty four point one percent. I think it was like middle of the league when Babcock was coaching. The penalty kill the penalty kill is at seventy five point four, so we're roughly close to that one hundred mark. I think the penalty kill. I think it's more so also that they don't take them as many penalties as I've seen lately. I think that's the one thing under Keefe is you're not seeing the same lazy penalties. stick penalties. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, the the thing that impresses me most with Keefe is that it, tell me if I'm wrong or I'm forgetting anybody. He's gotten the most out of every single guy that's come like Marley's that have come up that are the ones that I'm seeing the most where Timoshov's playing well, uh, Brooks got his first point tonight. Congrats to Adam Brooks. Yeah. Good job, Brooks. Um, For me, Pierre I... Engvall. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. You can't send that guy down. No, you can't. No, no. He There's should no not way. play another AHL no. game ever again. No. Oh, no, never again. Also, the fa- also I, I, I like the fact that they're also bigger. Like, they've added... Yeah. Like, Mason Marchman is a big guy. They're bigger, but they're not... Pierre smaller. Engvall is a big guy. I mean, I'm not talking about guys like Ryan Reeves who will get into fights. I'm talking about like big bodies where you know they're there. Like they're yeah, not guys you. they're not guys like Gautier who's who like like Brad Marshan could punch him in the face and he wouldn't do anything to Brad Marshan. Like these guys like I'm not asking them to like cross check people no. in the face. Mason but, Mason Marchman will do that though. Yeah, Mason Marchman will do that. That's why I think he's one of those hybrid guys that kind of appeases uh, both sides of the Leafs fan base, the ones that are, yeah. you know, super analytically driven and those that, you know, <laughs> like watching somebody get like their neck broken, which is absurd. But I mean, um, I kind of I kind of like seeing that every now and often, uh, every now and then um, not not somebody getting seriously hurt, but somebody getting laid out is nice to see. But I kind of like the mix that they have with getting some of these bigger guys up because it was it was really, really frustrating, especially in the playoffs. Watching a team that's not big, like the Bruins are not big. No, People they're not. They're not. They like play they're a big. big team. No, 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 no. They have two guys that are big. Yes. Cher is big. Carlos big. They got a couple guys that like him that are big guys. But they play because they act like they'll never get penalties because yeah. they're like the refs. 
just act like that's their style and the rules don't apply. But they have guys that will just show up. Like, even Pasternak. Pasternak's a little shit. Like, he would get his ass kicked by anybody anybody else in the league. But he actually tries. He tries to, you know, play with an edge and stuff like that. I just don't want guys getting pushed around. Like, if you get if you get face washed, I want you to hit them back. I don't want you to be stupid and slash them right on the wrists or something like that and where you're taking penalties. But I want there to be something where you're not getting – it doesn't look like they're bullying you. And, I mean, specifically, I went to the game in Boston in game two, which was a joke, the one where Kadri got suspended. It looked like they got bullied the entire game. Mm. And, I mean, it kind of – it's different because they're not getting physically dominated, but they're dominating teams skill-wise, which is exactly what you want to do. So it's frustrating the hell out of other teams. Like, can you imagine just just being on that Winnipeg bench? They're like, we had 50 shots tonight, and we got fucking smashed. Yeah. No, I, I totally they agree. They could have allowed 10 goals. No, I, I, I totally agree with that because here's the thing. So I, I looked it up. The Leafs... During Keith's Keith's time, have taken only forty four penalties in nineteen games. That is the fewest in the NHL. Yeah, uh, with a span. Yeah, and one thing we've started to notice more is teams are now taking more penalties against the Leafs. Yeah, because they should. Like they yeah. have these ridiculously skilled players. It is unbelievable how they were they were like i felt like they were dead last in the league at drawing penalties they were but it's because there were times where yeah some things weren't called but they also don't really have a style that is good for drawing penalties like i don't know i feel like it's different like they had four power plays today if they can get i'm not saying consistently four but if they can get two or three a night they could score potentially one goal a game just off of power plays yeah and then you add when, the way they're firing at five on five. Oh, where they're fi- on five on five, where they're firing on the power play. I yeah. mean, I was at the game in um, in New York, and they had a power play. I forget who it was that scored it. Probably Neilander. Uh, it might have been. Ne- it probably was Neilander. Well, they just yeah. had. Like, I was sitting next to a Rangers fan, and he was just like, "Holy shit!" The freaking passing they did. They had like ten passes. In yeah. 10 seconds, and it ended up in the back of the net. The thing that reminds me the most of what the Leafs wanted to do is, do you remember the game last year against San Jose when they beat the hell out of them? It was like 6-2, Matthews and that was when their power play back. was like 4-4. Four yeah. for four. And I think Tavares scored twice. And they had a they had a play where it was just like Marner to Matthews to Nylander, back to Marner, back to Matthews. And then he just went right over to Tavares, who, went, who was in front of the net and banged it in. It's just like... Guys are looking at that, and it's just like, we are fucked. We cannot take penalties, or we're fucked. Yeah. And that's what you have to do, because basically, in the NHL, it's ridiculous. The best penalty kills are the ones that are ex- extremely aggressive. The most aggressive power play or penalty kill I've ever seen is the Boston Bruins. You want to know how you beat aggressive power plays? You move the puck, because you got one more guy than them. If you just sit around and just take outside shots, that's what they want to do. That's what yeah. they were doing when their power play stunk. They were just moving around the outside, and they weren't trying to get inside that home plate area and just scoring goals. And if they can do that, if they ever match up against a team like the Bruins that has a really aggressive power play, which seems to be all in all of the rage nowadays, which I don't understand, 
they'll kill them. And especially with the style that the Bruins are going to play, they're not going to change. They're going to take penalties. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing that killed them last year and years in the past. They just got killed on the penalty kill and they couldn't score on the power play. And if they did, they probably win both those series. And the thing you talked about going to game two, like we talked, Dave and I talked about that on the podcast, being like the one game that the Bruins turned it into a complete gong show and exactly oh, how they, they wanted they to didn't, play. They did not call a thing. No, exactly. It was prison rules, and that's exactly how the Bruins want to play. And, um, I mean, the Leafs played with speed, and Babcock couldn't adapt to it in the end, and that's why they lost that series. And Among other things, they just choked away a 3-2 series lead. 3-2. Um, trying to think of uh, how many Game 7 series we've choked away. So, here, a couple Three. of things. Yeah, a couple. Three, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. I don't even remember how many it is now. I'm like, oh, three against the Bruins. It's three, three against the Bruins. It's easy to figure it out. What yeah. a joke. Huh. I, I can remember it vividly too. Every single one I can yeah. remember vividly. I remember exactly I remember... where I was. But yep, me too. every time. Well, I know uh, I was with Dave when Kadri drove what's his name head first into the boards with his ass in game in 2018. Oh, um, <laughs> damn it. Um, I forget for... it. I, I want to say. I don't even think he's on the team on the Bruins no, he's anymore. Not. He's Tommy not. Wingles? Yes. Yes, that was it. It was Tommy Wingles. <laughs> because I think Chara took Mitch out. Yeah. Um, anyhow. So open up those wounds. No, but a couple couple of those things couple of things here about the power play. I think the biggest change is that William Nylander in the in the slot. Teams are in accounting. They're utilizing for that. the bumper. This is what we talked about. Yeah. They need to do when we were discussing why the Leafs had power play issues. The bumper was a non-factor in the old power play. Like, where are you going to score the majority of your chances in the danger zone, dangerous area, which Home is plate. in front of the net? Yes, exactly. Tavares, where he was, side of the net there. That's now become his bread and butter. Austin Matthews loves the you know that that sideboard because his shot does not take a long time to get off. So if he's got the goalie moving side to side, that goalie is toast. Um, and then Nylander in front of the net has been like, I you were saying, Jake, how many goals is he scoring in front of the net untouched? Teams I can't just, think of one that he's had where it hasn't been. I think every single one. So I think that's just been the biggest change is that you're seeing. The one on the power play that sticks out to yeah. me is the one against Carolina when he walked in and ripped it. Yeah. Like, Nobody, nobody is able because they're like, we got to look after Matthews. Then we got to look after Dwarves. Oh, Martyr's the quarterback. Now that you had Tyson Berry too, because now we know Tyson Berry is a legitimate offensive threat on the power play. I think he just added another dimension right there. So I think two things are happening here right now. I think Keith is basically telling these guys, we want you to score. I understand. We understand that we can't be blowing three nothing leads. Like that game against Carolina was very frustrating, but it also they also were just like, okay, we pooped the bed here on our defensive play in that second period. We're gonna score. What did they score five goals in that third period? Are you kidding me? Against Carolina, who are supposedly such a deep defensive team. Yeah, no, they're they're fraudulent. They just, so, I just can't see. I just envision what happened to them last year against Boston. They just can't score. Yeah. Like there's, there's what two guys on their whole team that scare me. 
Uh, in that Hoax, game, Chicago, in that game, it was yeah. who? Who were the two players that were scoring all those goals for them? It was Hala and the and Hala Nikash. as well. Yeah, yeah, Nikash. Hala played well, but he's still like still like. If I see him on a power play, I'm like, okay, shoot it. You're not going to score. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie also like, didn't what? have the, his best game. He played horrible. Yeah. So here's another thing: the Bruins right now lead the Atlantic with 59 points because. They have 11 OT losses. Yeah, it's, it's the Leafs, ridiculous. The Leafs it's... have 51. The last 10 games, I'm looking here, the last 10 games, the Leafs They, are, they have to have made up six, six eight yeah, points. Roughly. The Leafs are 8-1-1 one, and one in the last 10. The Bruins, 4-1-5. and five. Yeah, they played really bad. The Bruins have not, like, goaltending has not been their problem because I know because I have Halak in my fantasy league. He's been pretty good. The problem is... Either they're winning, they're winning the games, or they're playing those games that Brian Burke likes that we were talking about—the three twos, the two ones, the four threes, like those really tight games. The problem here is with the Bruins. Once Pasternak, Marsh, and Bergeron aren't scoring, they have to rely on guys like Charlie Coyle. Um, you guys are gonna have to add in some players here because, like, guy, other guy. That's the thing I maintain. Yeah. They're they're just not a, they're not a deep team at all. Like offensively, they have one ridiculously good line. The rest, they're just guys. Like they're they're guys that are not great players. Like, they're like maximum fifty point players. Okay, Jake, we went through this experiment with with the Oilers. So Pasternak, thirty and thirty now. He has sixty points. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. He's I- an unbelievable player. Um, Marshan, 59 points. I don't know why he's not going to the all-star game, but because I, Tyler Bertuzzi has got to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, Such a silly. Patrice Bergeron, Anyhow. he's only played 33 games. So because of that, he has 17 goals in 33 games. Absolutely ridiculous. 36 points. Then it's Krejci at 28. Like, I'm not afraid yeah. of David Krejci and his eight goals. Jake DeBrusque, no. 11 goals. Like, He's a guy that's had issues, like the Leafs have had issues with, but in a playoff, seven, uh, in a, uh, not really. I mean, I, I think every, I feel like every every goal he scored against us in the playoffs was just a shitty goal yeah. to allow. So this is where I'm going to get at here. So Anderson, we know Freddie got his first All Star nod. We couldn't be happier for the guy. Finally, you know he's he's deserving of it. The problem is like, oh, you know, he only you know. People look at the only the wins category. Considering the workload this guy has had since coming to Toronto, I don't think there's a goalie in the NHL who has faced a workload as high as Frederick Anderson. There isn't. There is no goalie in the NHL that has. He's not going to have a 925, 924 save percentage. If he does, that's Vesna right there. Like he would be a lock for the Vesna. He would should have multiple Vezas if that was the case. What the Leafs just need him to do, make the saves when it matters, and you'll get the win because this offense can carry this team. And I have said the last two years, Frederick Anderson has been has not been the reason why the Leafs have been able to get over the hump. What I mean is that he's been good, but not good enough to get them over the hump. Cause you You're see, saying he's not? He's not the reason? I think he, he has been. He's I, been one of the I reasons, but he's not pretty, the main reason. Brutal game. No, I think he's had some pretty brutal games. 
Okay, let me rephrase. He hasn't he he hasn't been good enough to get them over the hump. His play That's fair. Yeah. He just I don't know, sometimes like in the playoffs, it's weird. It's either it's either really good or really bad. Yeah. And you can't have that. You got to be either really good or average. So right now if you're the Leafs, this is the question that I have. Because first place in the Atlantic with the way they're playing right now, very attainable. I think. Because they, they, they what are they seven back? They're eight back. How many games do they have in hand? Probably None. two. None. They're locked. No. Oh, locked. Wow. So the, the this they play pers- Boston again. I think they have two more games against Boston. Yeah. Okay. Well, Aren't they at the end of the year? Or something? Right, swing. Two, one or two. I can't remember now. Because I think it's, they played uh, one in Boston. They played in TD Garden once in Toronto once. Okay. I think. I think. I can't remember exactly. I just remember maybe they lost. TD Garden twice. I don't know. I remember just that. Anyway, they played three guy three games. They're uh, one and two. Oh, okay. Really? There we go. Yeah. Thanks. They played twice in Toronto and once in. That, yeah, and I I think they uh, won. They lost one in overtime. They won one in overtime and they lost uh, two in regulation. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, the one that Marshan picked up the cup because of the Hall of Fame game. I remember that now. And yeah, where which, are which did, the? Which didn't make any sense, so, but okay. Yeah. So. Remarkably, and I kind of expect this, the Tampa Bay Lightning are third. Yeah. That's at, what I was about to ask. Is where is Tampa? They have fifty. Yeah, they have started, forty-eight I'm points. I'm not. I'm not afraid of them at all, though. No, I, I'm. I'm of well, the thing I think is, they right, are right for the picking. Tampa Bay's goaltending has not been good enough. It has. I don't think. I don't think any of them been good enough. I haven't really tracked them. I don't know how they're winning. They could be just outscoring teams, but. No, I don't. I don't look at them as like a juggernaut. I mean, I really think nobody looks at them and is afraid at all after last year. Yeah, it like, sort of it's, killed. It's the... kind of like it's kind of like when you have that bully in school, then you see him get his ass beat by someone that's five to one hundred and forty pounds, and it's like, wow, you're a pussy. Like I could beat your ass. Like that's what I look. I look at them and I think, wow, you stink. So unless you prove to me that you don't, you got to do it again. Like, I don't fear them at all. I would love to play them. So that's my question: Is do you, if you're the Leafs, do you stay in that two hole? You get the your home ice, no. or do you go if, for you go for first? You obviously you go for first. Yeah. Like what? What? Why would you? Then you'd get a play like fucking exactly. Pittsburgh or something. Pittsburgh's got Tristan Jari. We put touchdowns on him. Well, like they also the guy, put touchdowns the guy on us too. He's a borderline too. AHL goaltender who is on the who's on a heater of his life. Like so, this does Lightning doesn't strike twice. He's not going to become Bennington. So if you who want, we also we put, about who, we, who we also mm. put a touchdown up on. Yeah. So here's something I wanted to bring up. You're wondering, okay, the last month. So in the month of, uh, I said from December until now. Alex Kalorn has been absolutely incredible for Tampa. 17 points in 14 games. I don't see that lasting. No. Stamco, 16 points in 15 games. That's normal for him. Hedman, 15 and 15. Normal for him. Kucherov, 14 and 15. Kind of below average for Kucherov. And Braden Point, 13 yeah. and 15. Like Anything more than what he had last year, though, was below average for Kucherov. The bar's kind of set high for him at this point. Yeah, so I think the, what's Didn't going on... Didn't he have like 125 last year? He had 120, 
27, I think, because he Good beat, uh, he finished with like as many or just a few less points than the Lightning did in the standings. Yes, that's right. There was a, there was a joke of who would get to 120 points first. Yeah. Uh, he had 128 last year. 28. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And he has 42 yeah. and 38. Like he, he'll be, he yeah. probably will get close to 100 this year, but he's not. <laughs> he's still going to at least hit 90. Yeah, so I think that's I'm also another like thing he's a too. Bomb, obviously, but no, he's unbelievable. But I think, <laughs> but I think, that's, but like outside of that, like hasn't Braden Point been brutal? He hasn't been. I mean, the problem is he had. It's been last year's Braden Point. He he had a he had a, what hip surgery? Or something? Yeah, I think so. Like he yeah, had something an, like that. Yeah, he had an operation that kind of caught everyone off guard, and you're just like, oh, like how's that gonna affect him? He has 32 points in 35 games, which is. Like that's like what Nylander's getting, yeah, right. It's not. Isn't he only making like six million though? He took one of those bridge deals. He took yeah. the yeah. Probably, so I mean, probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, good thing for making harder money putting that point up. Uh, well, I t- mean, people in Tampa fuck, wouldn't really care. That much I mean, them. fuck, fuck them. I mean, I hate Tampa. They're a bunch of losers. Them and their little bullshit uh, state income tax crap. Piss off, <laughs> okay, man. Piss. No, it's annoying. I mean, it's legitimately cheating. Like, they're basically getting a $100 million cap. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. It's like, no, it's it's not. But, okay, go go at it. If you're not going to allow luxury tax, I hope they lose all the time. And then I hope those players look back and say, damn, I really left $10 million on the table to win nothing. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I just want to play them. I want to play them or Montreal, and I just want to smoke them. Montreal would be fun. Yeah, that that would be fun. Well, I think just right now, I think the Leafs have. I mean, they picked the right time to get hot because Boston has been slipping off. Tampa has been good just because they've won five straight, but uh, it, it's a crazy because I think like Florida to me is going to be one of the wild card teams. The, have the, we even played them yet? No, no, I don't think we have. We, we played it's them like very Buffalo soon. last year. We played like three times in two weeks. It, yeah, yeah. The the schedule has been really, really weird. I think we played Tampa on. I feel a like Sunday. we played Ottawa what once? Once, yeah, like the first part of the season they beat us. No, we beat them in the home opener. Yeah, we beat them in the home opener. Oh right, that was Montreal. I'm thinking of that beat us. Yeah, right. the Leafs play the Panthers on the twelfth. Jacob, we are hammering the over in that game. Yeah, they'll probably be like seven four. Was that is that the first one in February? I'm going to uh, no, that's that leaf swing in Florida. That's in January. Uh, that's no, it's in February. Well, they play once in Florida in January, and then they do another uh, one. Jake, yeah, well, they do it? the swing with Tampa. It's in Florida. It's in uh, February. Yeah, it's the third, second, and third, I think. No, it's more. It's it's later than that. I think it's like the 18th or something. Okay, let me see here. The 18th, nothing. Uh, I'm looking at. I'm my... not saying a specific date. I'm guesstimating. <laughs> You're guesstimating wrong right now because I can't find Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Well, I, my Google Calendar is also not doing our best. Thing. It's clearly not good enough, boys. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, no, I would. That's probably the next thing on my bucket list is to do a leaf trip uh, in Florida. 
Oh yeah, especially when it's cold as hell. Although it's been very very moderate as of late. Don't know about you guys, but six it's been degrees like 40, tomorrow. 40, 50. Six degrees on Friday. Gonna enjoy. That's pretty good. Gonna enjoy that one. Um, not not shorts weather, but pretty close. <laughs> I'll take it. So considering the time, well, shorts weather for some people yeah. in Ontario. No. That's a nice Winnipeg summer day. Yeah, pretty much. So bombing Oshawa. As much as I like to talk forever, we're gonna go to our last point of the podcast. Jake's okay. favorite. William Nylander. Nope. <laughs> Willie Willie has had his day. Willie has had his day. Because Jacob, have you looked at the NHL scoring list lately? I have actually. Jacob, would you like to tell me who is second in the league in goals? Yeah, it's Austin Matthews. Weren't we kind of complaining a little bit about Austin Matthews a couple weeks ago? I, I, I was not because I'm not an idiot. Was I complaining about him? I do not think you were. Okay. Because some people, I, I had one person who listens to our podcast say that I was being a little bit hard on Austin Matthews. Well, but, I, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, you have you just want to see so much more because he's unbelievable, but we know he's I could, unbelievable. I could care less. Like people like they take the words that the idiot Mike Babcock said. He's like, Well, he's gonna be he's gonna be a next Datsuk. It's like, no, he's not. He's he's the, the next North. Austin Matthews. He's a guy with a shot a hundred times better than Datsuk's ever was. I mean what? They're completely different players. Like, whenever I watch, I didn't compare them at all. Like, I can't think of a centerman outside of maybe Joe Sackick that I compare Matthews to just because of the shot. The best wrist shot I've ever seen in my life is Joe Joe Sackick's. Matthews pretty close. Yeah. Um, he, no kidding. But, I mean, people still have that in their head that he's this, like, complete 200-foot player. Like, yeah, he's really good at causing turnovers and stuff like that. But, I mean, he's not He's, he's not, not leading Patrice a back check. He's not going to be winning Selkies. I mean, that's not the – like, we want him winning MVPs, not Selkies. Yeah, exactly. And also, I, 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 a separate point, I just want to point out how ridiculous John Carlson's season has been. Yep. Yeah, he's got almost 100 points. He's Just give him the Norse. He has 50 yeah, he's, points. What has he got, 50 points? 50 just points. Just send it to his house now. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit about defensive zone coverage. You get you get 30 goals or 90 points, you win. It's funny cuz I think like the like the like the scoring pace he's on is going to be better than when Alex Green had like 30 goals that one year. Mike Green? Sorry. What did I say? Alex Green? <laughs> yeah, you meant Ovechkin maybe. Yeah, sorry. Got the two oh, mixed. Mike Green had 30 goals that one year and we're just like we're never going to see anything like that again. John Carlson is going to smash that. I hope. He's a he's a hell of a player. And he's only costing, what, $8 million a season? And people were just like, I don't know. <laughs> Guess what? That was the only guy that I, I would have rather signed over John Tavares. But I think both people are pretty happy with uh, with where they're at. Yeah, very much so. And Roman Yossi, I would shout out to him, 41 points. So that's... He's yeah, a, he's a, good, a pretty good player too. So, how are they doing? I feel like they're they're awful. Well, I mean, they lost the Winter Classic, which that was a yeah, fun game to pathetic. watch. But that was a pathetic third period by the Predators. Like everyone's 
They are at 42 points, so they're five points out of the card. They can't stop a nosebleed. They have allowed 131 goals against. That's in horrible. comparison, the Leafs have allowed a 135. And the problem is <laughs> Nashville. They don't score as much. They have 134 goals. The Leafs have 152. Yeah, 20 goals. So, that will do it. Uh, Pecorino has been absolutely dreadful. Yeah, he's, he fell off a cliff. I mean, I thought he was done when he in the playoffs. He was horrific. They, that's the biggest mistake I think David Poyle has made is not moving away from Pecorino or at least getting someone else that can push him. You see just don't have anybody. Terrible. They've got Saros, and that's not the guy good. they're going to lean on when Rene's gone. Nope. He's not five, five. He's like five ten, five nine. Nope, yeah. not gonna work. They got they got a trade for someone. So I, I'm. I think Nashville is gonna make a big trade for a goal. That's another thing, though. I I can't think of a goal like a like a budding star that's a backup right now. I can't think of one. Maybe Samsonov, but I feel like he's gonna be the starter because. Hope he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, I just don't see why they would re-sign him. I don't. I don't know which team right now is going to trade a starter. Like, do you roll a dice on a starter that's not maybe not playing very well right now, but can in front of a better team can play better? Like, I don't want to say Jonathan Quick because I think his injury problem has been. But would you no, rather have done. Would you rather have Jonathan Quick or Pecorine? I mean, Quick, but like. <laughs> is quick gonna play? Well, I mean, he's been playing since coming back, so um, that that's just the interesting part. Because I think right now in in the Eastern Conference, like, I'm sorry, how do the Islanders have 53 points? I, I just wow, we're actually that close to them. We I are actually. They have 115 goals scored. Who the Islanders? The Islanders. That's really bad. <laughs> Like, at <laughs> least got to have 50 more. The Ottawa Senators have one less goal than they do. Well, they probably have allowed like 100 more, so. Uh, the Senators have allowed 138. The Islanders have allowed 102, so. Yeah, that's a lot. But, my God. Like, I, I think this, this playoff race is going to be very interesting. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be five teams from the Metro. Um. Yeah, just seeing Philly get it. Yeah, looks like they're pretty good. I I would rather not play Philly. I'd rather play Carolina, another <laughs> team, or yeah, Carolina, well, or hell, even Pittsburgh. The good thing but, is, is that if Washington stays where they are, top of the Eastern Conference, and let's say the Leafs leapfrog the Bruins, most likely the the Capitals will get that second wild card seat, which would be Philly. What? Oh, oh, I thought you were saying the Capitals would get the second wild card. I'm like, no. They would play the second wild card team. Yeah. And then the Leafs would get the top one. So um, that that's something I'm looking forward to. I think the Leafs right now also have an – their schedule isn't too tough uh, moving forward. Like, I think this was, like, their easiest part of their schedule. Ooh, actually, Jacob, guess who they play tomorrow? They play the Islanders. They play the Islanders tomorrow. Yes, they oh, do. Oh God! Really? Yeah. Oh wait, they're not playing. It's on in Saturday Toronto, night? though. I gotta watch Michael Hutchinson no, play the. No, Islanders. it's on Saturday. Okay. It's on Saturday. Oh shoot! It's, it's not on Friday. I, I'm sorry. It's Google messed me up because I had the page no, loaded. Good. I had the page loaded before midnight, 
Um, or no, sorry, I had the page loaded and it said tomorrow. But I for a second there, that. I thought you were gonna say that we had to watch the Leafs play that team in their boring ass system. Well, Michael Hutchison was in that. No. no. Yeah. Thankfully, no. Um, it's like watching Detroit put all five of their guys in the slot whenever they but, play Toronto. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna run off the Leafs' next uh, next few opponents. You have the Islanders. You have the Oilers. You have the Jets at home. You have the Panthers. You have the Devils. You have the Flames. You have the Blackhawks. And then you go on the road for a two-gamer against the Preds and Stars to end the month. There's, that's two hard games. Preds and Stars are the probably the no, hardest. No, 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 no. No. It's the Islanders and Dallas. That's it. Yeah. They should win every other game. The Predators are horrible. Actually, they've, they've if they don't score six well. on the Predators, it's pretty bad. They fared pretty well against the Preds in in Nashville, regardless. So I'm not. I think they the, the least enjoy also being in Nashville. So that's <laughs> so do I. I love Nashville. Oh, who wants to go on a road trip, guys? <laughs> I'll go to Nashville. Uh, maybe tickets will be cheap now that they suck. Hopefully, so. I, I think this is a huge opportunity for the Leafs right now. I think I think this is an opera. I don't know. People think that's a tough schedule. I don't see it. No, I I don't think I it's mean, really tough. I think they it's should, easy. Unless they play, um, unless they have to play Hutchison like five games and he just allows five goals. I mean, they should like Edmonton at home. They should win that. Like they should win against the Islanders. I mean, they're just not that great a team. Um, I mean, it's it's not hard. Like, no. then you play Winnipeg; they just dusted them. They play Florida. Florida can't save anything. The Devils are the fucking Devils. Calgary's not great. Chicago sucks. Nashville sucks, and Dallas is good. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Bruins. Unfortunately, their schedule isn't too hard either. They get the Oilers, the Preds, the Jets. The Islanders, the Fly, and then it's a little harder. You got the Islanders, the Flyers, the Blue Jackets, the Penguins on back to back. So you got a dose of the Metro there. So did they beat? Did they win tonight or they lose tonight? They won. They lost in overtime. So they okay. They have been. I'm looking at the last few games, like their last three games. They're one, one zero oh, and two. They lost to the Devils in a shootout. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, Boston, you can be happy about getting those one points, but when the Leafs are picking up two on a consistent basis, that's not good. No. I'm, I really am looking forward to that. But, gentlemen, any final comments before we end the podcast? Uh, nope. I just, uh, I just hope people don't um... – Hope people don't continually look for negatives. I mean, I've seen some anyway. people who are like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't sustainable." Uh, they go, "This is an easy schedule. Uh, these guys are gonna slow down." It's like, what? Like, what? What, what do you you think you're like? <laughs> it's like people in the middle of a cruise saying, "Like, ugh, next week is gonna suck when I'm back working." It's like, how about you just enjoy yourself? Yeah, enjoy what you're watching. It's not like it's going to happen again. Like, they're probably not going to go, what, 14, 4, and 1? You know what's the crazy thing here? And, Austin, I'm pretty sure you can attest this. I have, like, relatives telling me, oh, I haven't really watched the Leafs lately. I'm like, 
And the reason, oh, you know, they, they're soft. They don't know how to defend them. Like, this is the most exciting brand of Leafs hockey I've watched in a long time. The thing I don't get is, like... What do you look, What do you watch for when you watch hockey? No, no. The thing is, like, they've played, a, like, a bunch of these teams where people are um, pumping them up like they're some, court, some sort of contenders. They're like, they're like, yeah, Carolina, that's a contender. Like, the team we scored eight on. Yeah. Like, or Edmonton or some team like that. It's like, what? We're shit kicking these teams. Like, what are you talking about? They act like they act like there's only one way to win, and it's you got to be the O one Devils playing the trap and winning two one every night. Like that. That's just not a reality. I mean, good teams lose. Like Washington allowed eight to yep. Boston. Eight. <laughs> Nobody's out here is like slating them. They're just like, oh, it was an off game. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean that that's that's the territory when you know people want to see you lose. I mean, there's probably every fan base in the league outside of our own wants to see them lose. Yeah. That's the territory. But I mean, I just don't want to see that sort of negativity from our quote unquote fans because there are some people who I don't consider fans <laughs> who are either just looking for negatives in certain players or complaining about a style that, I mean, I don't know how you can pl- complain about a style where they're winning every damn game and they're scoring over four goals a game for a month. And they're dominating teams at five on five. Yeah. Like they, like they look like they look like the freaking globe trotters against some teams. Like the one against Carolina, like I don't know how anybody can complain that they, they freaking could have had 25 goals. They played horrific. Freddie couldn't stop a beach ball, yet they still scored eight goals. Yeah. And also, they're moving. They have a coach that's not afraid to move things all around. I mean, like, just some of the things that he's willing to do. Like, he, the one where he, I think he had Nylander, Tavares, Marner, or Nylander, Tavares, Matthews on a line, like, after a penalty kill. Like, What? What is this? Doing things that actually should happen? What a thought. Who would have thought doing doing actual intelligent things and putting your best players out there would actually make a difference? But I know it's great to see, especially with especially with all across the lineup. It's not like it's just just the top guys are playing and it's unsustainable the rates they're at. Like they got goals out of guys that don't score. Like Dermot, uh, Pierre Engvall scored, Kapanen oh, scored. That goal by Engvall was dirty. Yeah, that was I've, a nice one. I've got a bit of a crush on Angle. I, I love him. <laughs> I love that guy. I told you the first the first AHL game I watched him, I said this dude might be the most effortless skater I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he looks he looks like and a he's god. He's four. Yeah, he looks like a manatee out there. That's how freaking <laughs> tall he is. Did I send you the thing where he scored his first career goal and uh, it was either Sandin or Lilligren put up a thing on Instagram of like a kid's drawing with him on a giraffe's neck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he is. I love a those big boy. Yeah, and he's just he makes it look so easy. Yeah, yeah, That's he's been a terrific ad. He's an unbelievable skater, and the rest is just going to come and, and, with more experience. And the funny thing is, is look how many injuries they've had, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm trying to think how many guys have not missed one game from injury. Has Matthews. Riley not missed a game? Matthews hasn't, some, which is hilarious. Riley has not missed a game. I don't think so. He's missed a bunch of practices. Yeah. CeCe hasn't missed a game. 
because yeah, we've oh, noticed. We would, we would yeah. know. <laughs> Martin Marinchin is in too. We've noticed. Martin Marinchin's been up about twelve times already in the last week and a half, but he's only played like two games. Like, oh uh, man, Timo Kivihalme is still up. Apparently, he's didn't get sent right back down. Oh man, I I uh, I I, pr- I I said a prayer when I saw the Jake Muzzin injury. Uh, news. I'm just like, oh, oh boy. Oh, right. He's not playing. Really? Yeah. Or there's a reason why Martin Murch is playing Austin. That awful injury. McKayev, yeah. Like, look, they're doing this. McKayev has been injured. I mean, as Grant has only been a few games. McKayev has been injured. Muzzin's been injured. Andres Johnson has been injured. Trevor Moore has oh, been yeah. injured. That guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, Trevor Moore. Uh, Arner, Tavares, Kerfoot. Like, everybody's been injured. I'm, I'm actually a little concerned about Trevor Moore, guys. Like a concussion that, like he tried to come back. He hadn't even played, and he got and he's out with a concussion. Did he play one game or no? No, he he got into he a was practice. cleared, and then the day of he got uh, sad again. That's when they called him up for the first time. No, it was Brooks they call up for the first. Yeah, time. Yeah, Brooks and Lilligan, but so also liked him, so I just focused on him. But yeah, I don't. He also wears that Bauer helmet that's put together with like foam inside. Yeah. Well, I really shouldn't be surprised that he. Yeah, has those them. are really, really. I, everybody loves them, but like I've seen the. They now. have legitimately no protection at all. They're literally made with styrofoam on the inside. No, it's like putting a towel under just a piece yeah. of plastic. If you get shit mixed, your career is in jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're off. They, I like, think I thought they banned them. To be honest, it's like uh, the it's the hockey equivalent of the helmet Antonio Brown was trying to wear. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty much. It might be worse. I mean, I've seen people who wear those helmets. They are so bad. It's like having band-aids. Matt Sundin wore one of those back in the 2000s when it was a Nike helmet still. The the CCMs, I thought. Yeah. Like, the one that Phil Kessel wore had gel on the inside because I had the same helmet. It was a Nike Bauer. Fucking beautiful. Love that helmet. That one's just made with pure foam on the inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally. Final point. I, I now you just remind me with the Phil Kessel comment, Austin. I I, I nominated Let's talk about my other love oh, other than William Elander. Pretty much nominated and and said that Phil Kessel was the Leafs player of the decade. Any objections yep. to that point? I don't know. Dick? The Probably had the most points. So yeah, I mean, definitely most. Oh, he was pretty pretty sad player. that he's the player of the decade. But yeah, no, it's probably probably works. I'm gonna right. go with. Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Oh my god. Jason Blake. Um, it was either him or I mean Keith Ollie. Surprisingly it might Close be second. like JBR or something like that. JBR, um, even like John Paul. Good lord. Paul. I think we're at we're at a point of No, not even Lupul. John Paul, I said. Who? Exactly. John Paul? Paul. P O H L. Who the fuck is that's John the, Paul? That's the guy whose stick I have. That's not a real player. There's no way. My parents brought it from the Leaf store. Well, that's a real player, right? John P-O-H-L. That sounds like a reggae artist. (laughs) Oh, no, he's a player. He was a player. (laughs) He he flipped me a puck during one of the Leafs open practices, so my parents bought me his pro stock stick for uh, Christmas. Wow, respect that he was actually an NHL player. Great news. Yeah, he was. He played an NHL game? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, there were Bates Pataglia. Uh... Oh, amazing race fame. He was also a hockey player at one point. Oh man, you're you're making me going deep into the archives here for John Poole. How about Boyd Devereaux? 
I remember that name, yeah. So John Paul played three seasons with the Leafs. Uh, his no way, no way he played over ten games. He was so he. Uh, he played three years for us. So he he first or he started off with the Marlies where he had seventy five points in sixty games. Stop. Wow. And then what he, is he got TJ Brennan. Then he got called up late in the season. He had three goals and four points in seven games. So it was probably one of those like late call ups. Leafs were out of an absolute heater to start his career with Leafs. That was and then he had. 13 goals and 29 points in 74 games. And then I and then things went off the rail for him because he had 5 points in 33 games in his last season in the blue and white. And his career ended in 2010 with the Chicago Wolves where he had 53 points in 66 games. That is the career of Mr. John Pohl. From What about Mike Koska? Oh my god. How about Mike Koska? We're thinking of just random ass players. We're just gonna we could have done a minutes. whole we could have done a whole podcast on our favorite random players. Random ass. Do you want me to do a post on that? The Leafs all decade team. Man, <laughs> what, no, what was that fucking like midget that made the team? And Tim he played... No, no, no. Or Stapleton, no. not small. No, one. not I'm Stapleton, idiot. not yeah. Stapleton. I, I, made... I, put st- I combined Stapleton and <laughs> who Wildwood. made the team? Who made the team in like 2014? He scored, I think, Cozen. in his first game. Yes, oh. Brandon Cozen. That's what I was thinking of. And then he, him with, and then him he with got those shit stupid... and broke his ankle against the Kings. <laughs> him with those, him with those hideous tongues out. Anybody that goes tongues out has to suck. There's only one good player that I've seen nowadays that does that, and it's Phil Kessel. <laughs> the that's, that was... that's, the, that's the most bender-ass thing I've ever seen. Oh, Kyle Wellwood, while we're on the subject... <laughs> Oh my God! I'm talking about not like current hockey, like past 2005. We haven't we haven't even gotten into the meat and potatoes, the Ponikarovskis and the Antropovs of the world. They were good players. Yeah, and Nick Antropov too. He's a great guy. Doesn't he live in Toronto? Isn't his kid yeah. like an his, his kid plays for the Gens? Yeah, <laughs> that's Neil. what I. I thought he was. Is he like? Could he represent Canada or Kazakhstan? I think he could do either. I don't think he's. No, I'm sure Kazakhstan could use him. I think. Okay, I'm gonna give this to you. So he he's was, not on the Kazakhstan junior team. I know that. Damn. He was That's born. He I was born know. in Toronto or North York. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's Canadian. His dad played here, and I'm sure he was born here. So he um, he has not he's been. Also, drafted. probably got that dual citizen because Andrew Pop went back to Kazakhstan for like four or five years. Yeah, so I think he's eligible again for the. I don't think he got drafted last year. No, he didn't go. He went undrafted because that's, I was looking at him and I was looking at Christian Reichel. They were both up for the draft in the last couple of years. Man, remember Robert Kirk Reichel's Reichel? Team. That was another one. Yep. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember when the Leafs traded for him. I was like, "Let's go." I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna do a post garbage. Dave with the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs all to all decade. Remember that guy team? Yeah. All right. That sounds Kirk good. Reichel's a good one. Kirby Reichel, Kirby. Uh, Robbie Earl, and John so Paul maybe my for my top line wingers. Oh, <laughs> Yo, who was <laughs> the guy that came in uh, in, in the eighty second game? The college kid uh, that that oh, uh, oh made, my god, they made O Dog the oh, healthy no. scratch. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I was thinking of I'm thinking of Casey Bailey. No, 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 no. When oh, they my signed god. him Casey, from uh, like Penn State. Penn State midseason, and everyone was like, "He's the next thing." Oh fuck! What was his name, man? 
a college kid. I just in... remember Christian Hansen because he was a. Oh my God! From Jack Notre Dame, he was so bad. He was Jack what? Gilmore. Didn't he play for like Notre Dame? Yes, he did play for Notre Dame. Um, this is gonna annoy me so much. So wait, who's the guy you're thinking of? <laughs> I don't know, but he he played one game, and he scored in it. It was in 2005-6. Hold on. I'll figure it out. Keep talking. Uh, I'm pulling, <laughs> I'm pulling thing, up I'll figure roster. it out. Because. 05-06? Yeah, that was the, yeah. Okay. One sec. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of scrolling to do. Holy shit. Oh, yes. Thank you. Jeremy oh, Williams? Scream when I hear it. Oh, what did you say? Jeremy Williams? That might have been it. That might no, Jeremy Williams was the stud from the Marlies because he's the only dude in the AHL that wore a tinted visor. Jeremy Williams only he had he scored one goal in one. Yes, game. it was Jeremy Williams. Oh, okay. <laughs> then the following year, he got played. He played in one game and he scored a goal. The guy had the best, one of the oh best God. shooting percentages in Leafs history. Ben Andres, I forgot about that guy. Jason Allison. Ben Andres, holy Christ, man. Who is this? Marius Zierkowski? That's a made-up name. No, yeah, that's, that's a person that's that exists. He's Polish. Oh, God. And he played... Wow, in that game that Jeremy Williams played, yeah, Jeff O'Neill got scratched. He always talks about <laughs> it because he had 19 goals, and Jeremy Williams oh, he needed took a bonus. his and he scored. Yeah, he had a bonus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love that. I think he said it was 320 grand. Oh, God. Who was... Who is Clark Willman? Why is he on this? Oh, oh my god! It's unfortunate that I can only use the 2010s oh for this idea. If not All right, John here. Sebastian Oban was the goalie. Who the fuck oh, Jonas Gustafsson's my starting goaltender John, on this team. John Sebastian Oban. Who the hell is he? Joey McDonald was on the Leafs in 0910. <laughs> Holy fuck! Garnet Exelby. Oh my god! Yeah, they got him from Atlanta. That was him and Jeff Finger oh the same goodness. day they got them. Didn't he retire Garnet Exelby or something with the Leafs? Like, he retired like a day, like like a, two like months after they acquired him? No, he played for the Leafs in 09-10, and then he played in the A for like another four years. <laughs> he finished in 15-16. He was still kicking around in whatever the BDHL is. Well, gentlemen, as fun as this has been, I think we... Went I'm going to keep over. looking at this. We We're going to have to stay on and talk about irrelevant players. No, I'm, i i got to go to bed. It is 12.30. <laughs> I have work. Screw you people. Oh, Ian White. Oh, yeah, come on. Ian White was a good player. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying irrelevant player. I'm just saying a name I didn't remember until just now. Oh, oh yeah. He was like it's... the last guy that didn't wear a visor. He was one of the last dudes that wore the Sundin Caverly CCM bucket. To, to our to our esteemed listeners, I am very sorry we went down this rabbit hole. It was not my plan. Oh my god! Andre he, and played, he and White played five hundred games. That's pretty good. You, you know what? You know what? This conversation has made me want to say, Leafs fans, if you were complaining about the way this team plays, think about the fucking names we just said. <laughs> just Jay look Rosen. back before the <laughs> year twenty fifteen. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna just keep going. You probably should just end it. <laughs> I am ending this podcast. Yuri Tolusi and his dick pics. Oh my, Clarence, folks. <laughs> Clarence. 
folks, please, uh, please find a way to please find in your hearts to subscribe. I know this has gone down a place we didn't want to go, but <coughs> oh god, I'm losing my mind right now. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna shut this podcast down, Austin. If you keep going on names, I'm just gonna cut you off. Thank you guys for listening. Watch the Leafs. Enjoy the hockey. And we'll talk soon. David. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.